So we are back in our series in Acts. And um, if you were here last week, you'll know that last week Kaz was speaking from Acts 6 and 7 um, about the story of Stephen. And uh, Kaz just did such a great job of highlighting um, some of the characteristics of Stephen um, and what we could learn from that. But I just wanted to kind of back out from that a little bit and just kind of recognize the significant moment that that was for the church in Acts really and kind of draw a couple of parallels with the significant moment if you like that we find ourselves in um, right now. I just think that the story of Stephen is such a helpful snapshot um, into what was going on at that point and there's loads for us. I don't think it's any accident that God, God's kind of got us at this at this point looking at this part of Acts. So both at the individual level, uh, as Kaz was saying last week, um, Stephen was one of the seven who was selected um, to free up the apostles, uh, looking after the poor and helping with the daily distribution of food for those who were um, disadvantaged. And so what was happening at an individual level in the church at this point was that people were beginning to find their place, if you like, and uh, the place where they were beginning to run in their lanes, people were being um, given jobs according to their gifting and people finding where God wanted um, them to be. Also, though, they were filled with the spirit, as, as Kaz said last week, one of the key things about Stephen um, that we learn about him was that he was someone who was characterized by just being full of the Holy Spirit and of grace um, and of power because of that. But that was the key thing. He was an ordinary guy who happened to be filled, full of the spirit. So on an individual level, I think those things are so significant that people were finding their place in God and being filled with the spirit. Um, but also at a corporate level, the kingdom was therefore advancing. People were getting saved, but also opposition was increasing and there was uh, a lot of persecution. And I just think that these characteristics, people finding their place, being filled with the spirit, the kingdom advancing, people being saved, but also opposition. I think that is, these are many of the key characteristics of this era, I believe, that, that God is speaking, that God is leading us into. And I believe that uh, some of the ways that he's shaking us at the moment and that this moment is kind of being used in our lives uh, to shake us and to prune us are so that we are prepared for what is coming and so that we're prepared for this uh, new time that he's moving us into. So I, I guess that's my question this morning, just stepping back and looking at the story of Acts. How do we prepare in this moment for what God has for us ahead? Um, and, you know, I think uh, particularly at this moment in the prayer meeting this morning, we were talking about making sure that our priorities are in the, uh, are in the right place. Uh, there's going to be so many distractions for us over the coming weeks as lockdown eases and uh, new possibilities open up for us in life. Uh, priorities are going to be a key question for us, aren't they? And more important than questions about when you're getting a second um, jab, that's if you've even had your first one, of course or when you'll be able to fly off somewhere warm for a holiday, or even actually when we'll be able to sing when we gather together. More important than any of those questions is this question of God, how do we as your people prepare for what you're doing in us and through us in this moment? That's, I believe that's the key question for us um, to be asking ourselves. And I think Stephen really helps us here in two particular ways. And the first is that he goes back to foundations. So we've got this, uh, well, we don't have time to read it all this morning, um, 
but there's a there's a long speech in Acts 7. It's is probably the longest preach in the New Testament um, that Stephen gives to the people of Israel at that point. Um, you need to go away and read Stephen's speech in Acts 7 because I don't have time um, to read it here. But suffice to say, it was pretty impactful because at the end of it, Acts 7 verse 54, it says this, when the members of the Sanhedrin heard it, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this, they covered their ears and yelling at the top of their voices. They all rushed at him, dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. You know the rest of the story. He was the first martyr. Um, but the key thing here for us, I think, is that what Stephen does in this preach is that he goes right back to the foundations of who they are as God's people. And I just think that that is one of the key lessons for us in this moment. How do we prepare for what God is doing and what he wants to do through us? We go right back to basics. We go back to our foundations. We forget a lot of the things that have got uh, associated around being God's people, some of the trappings of church. And we go back. Stephen goes back in this speech uh, that he gives he goes right back to Abraham don't forget what God did when he called the first guy called him out set him apart said I'm going to bless the nations through you it's going back to the basics and I believe that we've got to do the same these days going back getting back to the word that's why we're in Acts going back to the blueprint for the church going back to uh, the foundations of who we are as God's people if you were in the prayer meeting on Tuesday you know that we read out a prophetic word um, or Colin read a prophetic word from um, about a year ago now that Elizabeth Perry brought. Um, sorry if you were there and you're going to hear it again, but I think this is so key for where we are. Um, this is Elizabeth's, a bit of Elizabeth's word from last March. And it's important that you know that this, uh, Elizabeth actually brought this just before we went into lockdown. So we, it really wasn't clear at that point quite what was going on. Um, this is what Elizabeth said. She, I had a picture of a beautiful brick-walled house. It was the envy of all who saw it. But as this strong wind came, and this wind, as this wind got up and it and it continued, the house began to show cracks in its structure. And finally, after this wind had blown for a while, the house collapsed. When the wind died down, all that could be seen were the foundations. They weren't pretty, but they remained. And this is, uh, she goes on to say this, make sure and double check every part of the foundations. Also, this will be a time to enlarge the footprint once the original footprint has been checked. Then God will begin his work of raising the building up out of the destruction and creating a better, more solid house with his hands, not man's. And one of the reasons I want to read it, wanted to read it again this morning was that there's that echo there of actually some of the words in Stephen's preach uh, at 7 verse 48 he says the most high doesn't live in houses made by human hands and that's key for us right now it's not the stuff that we've built up it's not the, the customs that we've got accustomed got accustomed to the things uh, the sacred cows if you like for each of us that um, have become important to us but actually it's going back to the foundations who's god who are we that the children of God called by him rescued out of the world to bear his image, to advance his kingdom, to be witnesses of his back to the very foundations um, of who we are and, and what, it, what it means to be God's people. That's what um, 
Stephen did with the people there in, in Act 7, took them back to their foundations. And I don't know, some of you, I think, maybe um, listen to Phil Moore's blogs, um, or vlogs, I should say. So I don't know if you know Phil Moore, who leads um, Everyday Church in London. And all through lockdown, he's been doing um, a morning devotional um, vlog just for 10 minutes or so. And they're so helpful. And this week, he's just started back a new, uh, a new series um, called Post Lockdown Church. And he was saying this week that he believes that uh, it's, it's kind of like for the church, this moment is kind of like a reboot of a PC. You know, when those of us who are great at IT and um, you have a problem with your PC and the only thing you really know, or the only thing I know how to do is to switch it off and on again. And sometimes that works. Um, but it's like that moment for the church is God has kind of in the circumstances that we've been put in, God has switched off switched us off if you like and is switching us on again and it's a moment where we make sure that we kind of are operating back at how the manufacturer intended us to if you like it's going back to the very basics of who we are who God is and what he's put us here for and what we're called to be and I believe these are mo this is a moment where like Stephen did we need to go back to the the foundations and ask one another what you know what do we need to get rid of in life what are the key things um, and come back to that so that's the first thing from Stephen. The second thing is, and um, Colin prayed it just now, it's this being filled again and again and again with the Holy Spirit. It's the distinctive of Stephen all through this passage. You know, he was he was chosen um, in Acts 6 because he was full of the Spirit. Um, and then it tells us he was doing um, signs and wonders because he was full of the spirit he was full of grace and spirit the spirit was on it, it was the characteristic that keeps being highlighted there in acts that he was full of the spirit he had his eyes fixed on jesus even at the point where he was being martyred he he he, he was focused he had his eyes lifted to see jesus and he was full of the spirit encountering him and you know if we're going back to our blueprint and our foundations this must be the key for us that we are constantly being filled with the spirit. It's the blueprint right from the beginning of Acts, isn't it? Wait, Jesus says, I want you to wait. The, the apostles were all over the place. They hadn't, didn't have a clue about what God was doing until they waited and were filled with the Holy Spirit. Wait for the spirit, then you'll be filled with power, and then you'll be my witnesses to Jerusalem and to the ends of the earth. And that's a priority, is that we keep coming back, that we keep coming back and asking God to fill us with his spirit. Um, and just as a little aside, isn't it fascinating? I was just thinking this week that I think that one of the things that's beginning to happen um, in all that God's doing us in us at the moment is that as we're filled with the spirit, we're, we're being re-envisioned for the local in our neighbourhoods. And, you know, some of the stuff that's gone on locally with Harbour Project, but also in our neighbourhoods at Christmas and uh, just conversations about neighbours and praying for neighbours and all that. We're being re-envisioned. Re right at the very local but I think also being re-envisioned for the nations and the ends of the earth as well just as we were hearing from Donna last weekend and then just ha had an amazing time we, with Robin Sabine this week we were in a prayer meeting praying for the nation of France in our, uh, amongst our family of churches with people from all over the world 70 screens just from Pakistan, South Africa, Mexico all praying for the nation of France and you know I think there's something that God is doing is re-envisioning us our Jerusalem, but also for the ends of the earth as well. Um, that's a bit of an aside. The main point is be filled with the spirit that we might be his witnesses. This is going back to basics that every day we come and we get soaked um, in, in the spirit of God. You know what? That is a prayer that 
God loves to answer, I believe. Uh, let me finish with this from Luke 11. Luke 11, verse 11. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a, a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to good give, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And, you know, this is a moment not only for going back to, our, our ba to basics, not being distracted by all the possibilities in life, but being constantly filled with the spirit and asking God that he would empower us and enable us and direct us and lead us to people every day. Let's be filled with the spirit and be asking him, encountering him intimate with Jesus, like Stephen was, eyes fixed upwards. Um, seeing Jesus you know at one level the challenges around us right now are bigger than ever aren't they just from um, just what God wants to do with us of the injustices around us the the need that we know is coming some of the challenges they're bigger than ever and I don't know about you but you can kind of feel smaller than ever just knowing even which way to turn right now but that's that's kind of the point isn't it you know sometimes I kind of think I've got my hands full just dealing with my own weaknesses and fears and insecurities and all the rest of it. But in the face of all that is going on around us, but that that's kind of the point, isn't it? That when we're never meant like the apostles, we were, we, we are all over the place until we're filled with the spirit. So let's keep coming back to him, back to foundations and back to being filled every day with the Holy spirit. Amen. That's my lessons from Stephen. Should we pray as we finish? Um, I'd love us. To, I'd love just to pray just for the anointing of the spirit and just for that hunger to be filled every day um, to go back to that basic as it was in Acts. Wait, wait, don't do anything. Wait until you know that you're filled with the spirit. Maybe just if, if you can, if you have the gift of just praying in tongues, maybe just pray in tongues for let's do that all together. And we won't be able to hear one another right now because you're muted. But um, let's just begin to do that as a body. Just welcome the spirit amongst us. Say just that sense that, God, this is our priority, that we're filled with you in these days. Lord, we do pray for the anointing of your spirit. Lord, we thank you for that promise that if we come and ask for your spirit, you're not going to turn us away. You're a good father. You love to give us good things. And the very best we could have is to be filled with you, you with your presence. That, Lord, in all the things that we're facing and all the challenges just in our own lives, but also around us, Lord, we, we look and we feel so small, but you are so amazing and so great. And you have great purposes for us and your promises to us are so good. And Lord, we just pray, fill us afresh right now. Lord, each person before you, Lord, with our, with our hearts open to you now, we say, would you flood us afresh, Holy Spirit? Would your river, God, run through our lives? Lord, that in all of our weakness and struggle, Lord, you would come that you would be all that we need, that you would be our strength, that you would enable us to be a blessing, Lord, that you would lead us, that you would encounter us in conversations with people, Lord, that you would do things that are going to surprise us in the days ahead. But Lord, we, we know we can do absolutely none of that on our own. So we pray, fill us. And Lord, give us that hunger to keep coming to you daily, to drink of your spirit. 
Lord, take us back to the basics of what it is to be your children and to follow you each day, Lord Jesus. Amen.